0: Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 7. Matthew, chapter 7. Verse 7 through 11, it reads as follows. And ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Verse number nine says, Or what man is there among you who if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone. Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent. If you, being being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? I've shared with you for multiple weeks that healing, deliverance, miracles, signs, and wonders are the children's bread. Based upon Jesus' reaction to the Seraphonician woman when she came as a Gentile outside of the, 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 the body of the children of Israel, when she came unto him, he says, is it, it's not good for me that I would give the children's bread. She was asking for deliverance for her daughter, and Jesus says, it is not good for me to give the children's bread to a dog. The woman responded back with great faith because I told you that God always gets excited about faith because the Bible says that without faith it's impossible to please him. So therefore, when I have faith, it pleases him the woman said yes lord surely 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 yeah i'm a dog but she said listen but even the little dog eats crumbs that falls off the master's table and jesus responded and said woman you have great faith be it done unto you as you desire so we take from that that jesus when he referred to the children's bread, he was referencing the fact that she was asking for something that belonged to the children of God. And then those who are theologically sound, you might say, well, pastor, in that context, he's actually talking about the children of Israel. Well, here's what you need to understand. Uh, Paul helps us understand in Galatians chapter number 3, verse 7 and verse 9, he says, and those who believe like believing Abraham become sons and daughters of Abraham. So then therefore he was saying that we too by faith become children of Abraham and therefore the bread that Jesus was referring to when he spoke to the Samaritan woman it applies to us. Yes. Yes. So the children's bread and notice here what Jesus said he says which man of you he says in verse number 9 he says what man among you that if his children. What man among you, if, there is among you that, that if, if his son asks for bread? And I just said to you that bread, the children's bread is healing, deliverance, God's provision, his supernatural interaction with them. He says, what man among you, that if his children asked for bread, would he give him a stone? He said, if you are asking God the Father for that which is bread, healing, deliverance, God manifesting himself in your life. He says, what kind of father would he be if he gave you a stone? But here's the thing. Oftentimes as we believe God, we start believing, but we don't continue in believing. Let's go back to verse number seven. and he says, ask, and it will be, Give and seek, and it shall be found, and knock, and the door will be opened for everyone, because here's the promise, for everyone who asks, receives, he who seeks, finds, and who who knocks, he who knocks, the door is open. This morning in our prayer time before we started this morning, we uh, were there, and Pastor Joe came to the door, and he was knocking, and he waited until the door was open. I told the group, I said, therein lies a revelation. I said, because notice he knocked on the door. And I said, and I would reason that if we didn't open immediately, he would have knocked again. Knowing that we were in there and that he's trying to come in, he knocked, but he didn't just knock and leave. He said, no, I know they're in there. I did knock but knocking will get me in, so I got to knock again. What am I trying to get you to understand? That if God has the power to do what you're asking him to do, and you came and you said, God, would you do it? Because you know he still has the power to do it, don't leave the door and walk away. He said, he who knocks the door will be open. How many times have we knocked and walked away see as we talk about healing deliverance is not just for the sake of consuming it upon our own lust it's based upon the reality that god has given every one of us the responsibility of the great commission go preach the gospel go and tell somebody else the good news about jesus christ now here's the thing jesus said that when the holy ghost comes upon you you will be a what witness And herein lies the responsibility or the correlation between a witness and something to witness to. He or she must have something to testify about. And if God has done something in your life, then it gives you the right to witness. But if he does nothing, how can I be a witness? How can I witness to healing if I'm not an eyewitness to healing? How can I bear witness to deliverance unless I've seen or experienced deliverance myself? How can I bear witness to the fact that God can do anything unless I've seen him do something that falls in line with anything? So if we are to go preach the gospel, then we have responsibility to be a witness but here's the thing when God performs miracles signs and wonders he does it that he might draw humanity to himself if you are a witness and you have bear witness to God's power as you are witnessing to somebody, you can say, I know for myself because God did it either to me or in front of me or while I was there in particular. I can say that I have witnessed it for myself. I had this experience. I was on the plane flying back from an interview, and I, as I, was, I sat down, and I was exhausted. And the gentleman next to me was nice. He greeted me, started talking. Didn't take long for him to realize that I was a Christian. Didn't take long for him to realize I was a minister. And he says, well, I, I just want you to know I'm an atheist. I said, okay. He said, but my wife's a Christian. I said, okay. He said, uh, and my good friend is a pastor. And he said, I take great joy in how the veins pop out of their head when we have discussions about christianity he says because i've determined that i cannot believe that there is a god unless i can test it just as as in science i must form a hypothesis and then i prove it through my testing he says i then must be able to prove in some way shape or form i said okay he said, so uh, what is it about you that you said? I said, well, I just, I know Jesus is real. Well, How do you know something is real that you can't prove? I said, I, it has been proven in me. And then, I, then, then wisdom ran in on me. Pastor Trotter, it, it said, I said, sir, um, you have more degrees than I have. And I'm pretty sure you're more intelligent than I am. And I said, but here's what I can tell you without a doubt. I know Jesus is real because he's real in my soul. Because there was a time when I found out that I needed him. And when I came to know him, I have never been the same. I said, I can't tell you a test to prove it, but I know without a doubt. He saved me. He forgave me. He raised me up. He changed my life. And that is my proof. And I said, and with that said, Sister Jody, I said, I'm going to go ahead and give me a nap because I'm tired. But when we landed and I woke up, he says, you know what? Let me say something to you. I admire your response. He said, because typically when I start talking about Christianity, And then I trip somebody up as they try to theorize with me. They start to get angry at me. He said, but not you. He said, can you give me your phone number? I'm gonna stay in touch with you. Why is this important? Because we are witnesses. And God is wanting to give someone like him evidence because here's the thing results cancel silence all arguments if something is what it is you can't argue that it ain't so here's the thing God when he does it we are teaching you this because there is so much doubt and so much despair and lack of hope in the world today that people don't believe that Jesus is real they believe he's a hoax believe, he, believe he's a scam but he's real and if we are charged to tell people the good news here's what God said about the good news uh, in Mark chapter 16 verse 20 it says and they went out preaching to everyone And the Lord worked with them. Wait a minute. So God says, your responsibility is tell them about me. My responsibility is to show them that I am who I say I am. He says, and the Lord worked with them, confirming what? The word. How did he confirm the word? Through the accompanying signs. And then He completed it by saying, because you can't say nothing else. Because results settle all arguments. But here is what Hebrews had to say about it. And God bearing witness both with signs and one, to bear witness to what? To the good news about Jesus. That when Jesus came teaching it, he gave him the ability and power to heal. So that the people finally came to the conclusion, what kind of man is this? That even the wind and the sea obey him. And watch this, and even when he was dying on the cross and it seemed like all hope is lost, one of the soldiers, after the sky got dark, after the earth started trembling, one of the soldiers stepped up and said, surely, This man was who he said he was. Because, see, it wasn't a miracle that the sky got dark. It wasn't a miracle that the earthquake, because the earthquake is somewhere right now in the world. Somewhere in the world the sky's getting dark for a star. But the fact that they came together at the moment that he died, it was a sign to him that God was real. So he says, God bear witness with miracles, signs, wonders, and gifts of the Holy Spirit according to his will. Here's what God's will is. Have you ever wondered what God's will is? He says that no one but would die, that all men would be saved. He says, God is not willing that any should perish. But that all would come to repentance god's goal is to bring men and women to their knees and say father forgive me lord jesus come into my heart and how does he do that he bear witnesses bear witness to that message miracle signs wonders pastor i know you've asked this question before and i'll answer it again today uh 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 well then why don't we see more The question is in, the answer is in the question. Why don't we see more? We don't see more because we don't expect more. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you ask or think, according to what? The power at work, now let me tell you this, miracles, signs and wonders are happening all over the world, right now, today. It doesn't happen in the United States because we don't expect it. Let me share this quick testimony with you. When we went down to Mexico to preach, we went out to these little churches. They were out, uh, they, were, they were sharecroppers. Out of these little churches that didn't have doctors out there, most of the people didn't have very much resource. And if they did get sick, they didn't have the resource to drive all the way the hour and a half, the hundred and something miles to the doctor. Every night that I would preach, guess what would happen? there'd be a line, I'd preach for 35 minutes or so, but I would pray and lay hands on people for an hour and a half. And time and time again, the line was out the door with people coming and saying, I've got diabetes, I need healing. I've got a tumor, I need healing. Because they expected that God would do something that if he does have the power, they expected, they came looking to see. Now here's something that blessed me. Brother Byron, there was a gentleman who was actually blind. And every church we went to, he was sitting on the front row. I don't know who got him there, but he came every night because he believed. God had the power to move in his life. And I must say this. At the time, I didn't have the revelation I have now. I did pray for him, but I hoped for him. I said, God, you know, this is a big deal. I was like, oh, man, this is, he's blind. When they brought him up, I prayed for him. But I was kind of intimidated by the idea because I didn't have the revelation I got now. Because now I understand that if God had taken me down there to preach the gospel, that God would work with me to confirm the word that he brought me down there to give. I wanted so badly to give hope to them and not realizing that God wanted to do it as well. I got the revelation now, Jody. And I'm believing for power to manifest itself. So he says, God bore witness to the good news. Now let's go back and look at Matthew. Look what it says. Now ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be open unto you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be open. See, the will be is a promise. Everyone who asks, see, will seek and seek, and everyone that knocks, they'll get results. For what man is there among you who, if his sons ask for bread, give him a stone? You know, a stone, when you're hungry, a, a brick is of no benefit to you, <laughs> is it? You say, I need some bread. He says, okay, here's a good rock. You know what you can do? You can boil a rock. You can season a rock. You can put some Frank's hot sauce on a rock. You can put some Lowry's seasoning salt on a rock. But no matter what you do with it, it still won't be bread. So what Jesus is saying, he says, if your heavenly father is truly your father and you are a child coming for bread, he's not going to give you a stone. He went on to say, because if you are with who are evil, Know how to give good gifts to your children. Surely your Heavenly Father know how to help his children. So Here's the thing. Ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be opened unto you. It's God's word to us. But here's the thing. For you have need of endurance. See, oftentimes the problem is I told you that Dr. Joe came and knocked on the door. At 92 years old, he doesn't have time to sit around and wait. He said, I, I got to get moving. They ain't going to open let me move on. No, 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 he stood didn't wait because here's what it says. It says, you have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. See, the, the issue that most of us have when it comes to believing God is we don't know the nature of God. We, we think God is popcorn. Microwave God. If you go back and look at, 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 in the Old Testament, you'll find out God has never just been a pop-up microwave. Think about Abraham. Abraham's an old man when God says he's going to have a son. And God lets him get older before he has a son. Israel prayed for God to deliver them out of Egypt. 400 years. Watch this now. He says, you have need of some endurance because it's one thing that when we pray and, and believe God here, but you got to hold to the word that God has given you when you leave here. Look at this. I gave you this a couple more examples. Look, uh, here's what the King James have to say. That's the new King James, which I use each week. But look at the King James. It says, for you have need of patience. Wait a minute. Huh? God, you said you'll heal me. You said you'll deliver. You said you'll do it. He says, yeah, but you have a need. Not that it's something that you you could use. He says you need it. And what does God say about need? Uh, uh, See, we apply that to things, but apply it to principle. My God should supply all of my... If you need some patience, God is going to supply it by not doing it quickly so that you can get you some patience. He supplies all of your need. And here we understand you have the need for some patience. The translators use endurance in the New King James, but look what they use in the the, the, the NIV. You need to persevere. He said, you got to start, you got to stop breaking down and shutting down because it doesn't pop up just like you asked If God has given you word, you got to hold to it. You say, God, no, 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 no. I'm convinced that it will be so. That you will do it and that you are in the process of doing it. Now, here's the thing. God is working in the world, confirming his word. If the goal is for his name to be magnified, And in the moment that he's going to be magnified, he just might do it instantly. But if you're in it and you have need of patience, he's going to supply your need. Say, okay, will you endure? Would you hold to the truth in the face of adversity? Because look at this. Based upon what we just read, then it means that we need to, keep, need to keep asking. We need to keep seeking. We need to keep knocking. Because oftentimes, here's why we have need of patience. Because oftentimes, if God does things in our life swiftly, we swiftly retreat. Oh, let me help you. just It don't take two minutes. See, God does it while you're praying for him to do it. Woo, woo. Front row, here on time, Bible reading and prayer time, quiet meditation. But as soon as it's done, okay, God, well, I, I don't feel that good to make it out today. I'm I know I was helping out with the culinary, but I ain't got time for that right now. Cause we have need of patience, endurance, perseverance, to keep on seeking that that after I believe God for something I keep on believing for more and more, and I continue to press. So we keep on asking, seeking, not in doubt, but in faith, saying, God, I believe it. I keep coming to you because you said to keep coming. God bless you, Chris. Let me help you with this. I know many of us have been taught, if you're going to pray about it, if you didn't pray about it, leave it alone. That ain't even biblical. There's not even a verse that suggests that. It isn't. The verse that suggests the opposite, Luke chapter 18, verse 1. Jesus says, men ought to always pray and not faint. And here's what he goes on to do. He tells a story of a woman who kept coming to an unjust judge and asking him to do something on her behalf. And then the ju- he sa- in the story, he says, the judge said to her, woman, Because you keep on coming to me and bugging me, you make me weary. And Jesus pauses and says, hear what the unjust judge just said. What he was doing was saying, stick a pen in it and take the lesson I'm trying to give you. The woman kept coming. She didn't just ask one time. She kept asking and asking and asking and asking. And he said, and then he did it. See? You have need of endurance because you'll get tired of you saying it before God will get tired of you he- hearing it. You will get tired of you saying it before God will get tired of hearing you see it. You know why? Because the word of God says that the prayers of the children, the prayers of the saints are like a sweet-smelling aroma in his nostril. You don't ever get, what's your favorite food? Just yell it out chicken all these chicken eaters in here ribs greens watch this now you don't ever get tired of smelling that do you <laughs> yesterday I was as I was leaving the church to finished work and I was heading home Called a lady I said I'm "Stop and get some 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 uh, 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 uh some Popeyes pie yeah I did it was chicken <laughs> when I walked in the door I put the, put it on the counter in the kitchen Children said, we smell Popeye's. So if our prayers, our asking, seeking, knocking is as a sweet-smelling aroma to God, you think he gets tired of hearing from you? Lord, here I am again. And I'm not doubting, I'm believing. That's why I'm here knocking again. See, the only reason I keep knocking on the door is because I believe you're going to open it up. I wouldn't come and ask if I didn't have an expectation that you would answer. I wouldn't keep on seeking if you, if I didn't think I was going to find it. But you told me if I keep knocking, i you'll, you'll respond. So if I keep knocking, keep asking, keep seeking, keep asking, I'll receive. Keep seeking, I'll find. Keep knocking, you'll open it to me. Because here's the last word to you today: faith is the substance of things that I'm knocking for. Faith is a substance of things that I'm asking for. Faith is a substance of things I am seeking God for. But, and it's the evidence of things I don't even see. So if God does everything as soon as you ask, when do you need faith? When do you need to believe for what you don't see? Because you already saw it. Here's what God has already declared, and He won't change His mind. The just shall live by faith. You just have to. You got to. You got to. You said, t- Pastor, I'm tired of you teaching on faith. Okay, well, then the just shall live by faith. So, what are you going to do? Faith is necessary in the life of the people of faith. So, we must keep believing because, and the Lord gave me this today, because. As I was meditating this week, Lord, showed me that you, you guys got excited, and then you started to fade out. Like, oh. So God said, you got to remind them. Jesus already set them up. He says, listen, ask, seek, knock. You got your faith. You got your word. You went home. You prayed. And you believe this week God's going to do something big. And the week ended and nothing big happened. I said, man, pastor said, believe, I was believing. Yeah, you believe for four or five days. He <laughs> believed all, all this morning. <laughs> I believed all through service. <laughs> he says, you have need of endurance. Let me share this with you and then I'll close. There was a commercial. Uh, I can't remember the product, uh, but I remember this. It was, it starts out, there's a gentleman, he's in the gym. And he's all, he's got, he's got, he's got all, uh, everything on, he's got his watch, he's got, he's ready. Wristbands. he's ready to go. And he's there to work out, get in shape, and get better. He takes off running. All the way around the gym. He comes back, gets on the scale, and looks. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't nothing changed. Oftentimes, that's how we function in faith. You get a word from the Lord. You feel encouraged. And you take off. Oh, I'm believing. I'm believing. Oh, I'm believing. I'm believing. I'm believing. And by the time you make a lap, you get back. And everything looked the same. The only thing now, you're out of breath. But the word of the Lord says we, the just, must live by faith. And we have a need for endurance because as we have continued to do the will of god we shall receive what he has promised see i'm gonna keep teaching on miracle signs and wonders until we begin to see them and i'm not talking about just god moving in some way or touching in some way I'm, i told you i told the church starting this year I am believing God for five irrefutable miracles to take place. Five. And I'm not talking about, uh, well, you know, this It was something I had a little. I'm talking about that there was something diagnosed, something that was proven, and that will come back and say it is not there. Five. And I'm not saying five to limit God, Brother Joe. I'm saying at least five.